0: You're listening to the Dirt on Dating with your host, Noah Scott. Whether you're on the prowl or spicing up your relationship, we've got the dirt to help you find success in today's digital dating world. Welcome to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. I'm Noah Scott, and today we have a fantastic guest on the show. Jessica is a creative entrepreneur in New Orleans. Louisiana. She's recently separated and in the middle of a divorce from her husband, who was a partner for seventeen years. Welcome to the show, Jessica. How are you today?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: Oh, fantastic. Walk us through just a little bit of a background on you as a person, and also just where you're at with your relationship status.
1: So I am um, a dance studio owner in New Orleans. I own a dance studio. I also have a creative Etsy shop, and then I write on my blog. Which has taken a little bit of a backseat with all that's going on in, yeah. in the life, but I do post a good bit on there, mostly to empower women. And so now I'm glad to have this platform with you to talk about that. So,
0: right on. Let's yeah. let's dive in. You're coming in new to the dating scene again, yeah, from 17 years, and a lot has changed since you got married for 17 yes. years. It's almost like you went in a time capsule, and like now you're coming out, and like all this stuff, the apps. Uh, yeah, it's
1: coming out of the time capsule with an internet. Yeah. What is this? So
0: t- tell me a story of like your adventures in the dating scene. I what think, have you seen so far?
1: I'm from the South. So I don't know if this is a Northern thing, but I will say, um, if I see one more dating profile picture of a man holding up a fish, I'm going to throw up. Like why I, we are not cave women anymore. I don't need to know your prowess in finding food what the hell come on really how do i even know you caught that thing did your brother do it and you just held it for the picture like wh- how big is it really come on stupid. yeah That's it's definitely
0: a south thing, thing but i see it here and there and believe it or not there are girls that hold fish up for their pictures as well so
1: no no <laughs> Put that down at the bottom that doesn't need to be the first thing i see stupid. We are not cave people. Apparently I was a cave person the last time I dated. So it's
0: yeah. crazy. Okay. So when you're not navigating through the, the the fish pictures and you find a guy who's not holding the fish and he doesn't want to bring you back to the cave, what it look like? Have you, do you have any fun stories of some times you actually made it past the apps and
1: yeah, I have a couple. I have a couple. One guy was very cute. He had a nice accent. He was a cute guy, very heartwarming. We had a lot in common. We went on a date and we went to a brunch. And um, in the middle of the week, this is like, I have kids, so I have to navigate things around that. And um, at the table of brunch, he was like mistreating the wait staff. But like underhandedly, so I'm sitting at the table like mortified and I just met you, like calm down. And, uh, and you know, he was complaining about wearing a mask and he was just complaining And so I said, can you please not give the waitress a hard time when she comes back? And he looks at me and says, what, are you chastising me now? And I thought he was joking. And I was like, ah, and he was like, I'm not kidding. (laughs) For a minute, I I was like, really? You're not kidding? And he bangs his fists on the table and says, I am not kidding. You've made me feel small. And I was just like. Woo! hello. I don't even know what, what in the hell? I looked and I said, I just don't want you to embarrass me in here. And then uh, 10, I sat there real quiet and like couldn't even eat my pancakes. Okay. And he says, I'm really sorry. I realized I've disappointed you. Disappointment is an understatement. This is the first date and you're banging fists on the table. This is not real housewives of New York. Like, what are you doing?
0: What a wild story. He literally said, I, you're making me feel small.
1: Yes. Oh Stop my chastising goodness. me. Bro, we've been at this table for 15 minutes. We haven't even taken a bite of food yet.
0: All right. So you don't get the caveman hunters. Then you get the, the angry. hypersensitive angry guys. What else? Have you had any good stories yet?
1: There's a guy that I am talking to right now. He's very cute. Like I, We connected like on a personal level. He makes me laugh. But... He's just like in and out of ghosting me. Like he'll ghost me for a day and then at night he'll text. And I'm like, but do you want me or not? Can we just move on? So I texted him the other day and I said, listen, you're cute. I thought we connected, but what are you doing? Can I, do I just need to lose your number? And it took him 30 seconds to answer me. Like, no, I'm sorry. So last night, yesterday, he called me like four times throughout the day. And I'm like, oh, finally. All right. This man's waking up. Said he would call me this morning. It is um, 4.45 central time and I've gotten no call, but he's cute and he makes me laugh. So it's, I don't know. Obviously I picked wrong the first time. So maybe I have a wrong picker. I don't know.
0: Let's talk about that if if you don't mind. So 17 years is a long time. I think there had to have been good times along the way as well.
1: Yeah, I thought so. But I will say, I don't think we were ever like sexually compatible. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the reasons for him leaving. He- that was hard. Being a woman, being in my mid-30s, my I lived for my kids. I lived for my work. I was a very devoted wife. That's what they say you're supposed to do, like air quoting, supposed to do. And when he left, he was like, I don't love you. I don't think I've ever loved you. And you're not attractive. And it took oh a toll on me because I've had children. I'm at a heavier body weight. Certainly not like huge by any means. But he said, you should have known because I because we don't ever have sex, you should have known that I wasn't into you. And it's, so you have all these ideas of men, right? Like women learn, like a man can't resist you physically. Women need an emotional connection and a man needs a physical. And I've learned now, because that's what they tell you when you're younger and you're dating. It's like, men only want to have sex. You got to be careful. That's not necessarily true because some men, from what I'm finding, can't have sex unless they have the emotional connection. And I think that needs to be more widely talked about. Some men will have sex with whoever some need the emotional connection. And now that I'm in my thirties and trying to figure that out hard Mm -hmm. and also learning that it wasn't me that had the problem. Like I'm not the unattractive one though. He wasn't attracted to me. That doesn't mean other people aren't, but then not to skew to the other side of that where like anybody who shows interest in me, I want to like jump in bed with you got to really learn the balance. And it hasn't been that long, but like, I realize I've been lonely so to speak mm-hmm. for years in my marriage so I have to be very cautious about how I move forward.
0: Yeah, and I will just without knowing anything about the story for him to stick around for 17 years, there's no truth to the fact that he was definitely attracted to you. There that is absolutely. He there was just I think maybe he now I don't know the story but yeah, you don't stick around for that long if you don't have Some level of attraction, so I think there's uh, there's some overcompensating. There's some hindsight trying to justify it. Who knows? But
1: not my problem. Not your problem. And it's not my job to sift through that. And I will say, I'm sure you have people listening that might be in the same position I am, and that was that feeling of like, why did my life fall apart? Kind of thing, and that grief that fills that space is rough, Mm. so rough. And honestly, I just want to have sex, and that's another thing that you have to really. Be careful. Louisiana, that's where I'm from, has a 365-day waiting period for divorce when you have minor children. Wow. So it's going to be one full freaking year before I'm actually fully divorced from someone. And, and they advise you like, not to get in a relationship with another person and not to have sex until your divorce is finalized. I don't know how the hell that's even humanly possible, yeah. especially at the, like, where I am in my life. Oh, like, okay. <laughs> call
0: me back. Yeah. Yeah. I think well, that's something that's really bizarre. I think a lot of the laws are made from a, a, a bygone time in a different era where yes. things were... There was a, someone's opinion that floated up Made it to the law, and then no one has had the opportunity to change it yet. So I think that's a, a relic of the past, but it's probably at the time there was probably a reason for it. But now I think that reason's most likely antiquated and it's holding you back from getting what you need.
1: <laughs> Look, yeah. I, and also the, the whole online dating thing is awkward. So it's like trying not to be too thirsty and trying to really find the right person. And it doesn't have to be the forever person. Yeah but it has to be the right person to sleep with.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about that. What is, what is a good, what is a turn on for you? And then what are the qualities that you're looking for? Cause obviously I think you want to take some time before you jump into the next like super long-term relationship. So if you're looking for something, correct me if I'm wrong, but slightly more casual, but not like a one night stand. Oh yeah,
1: I really am looking for somebody that like wants to go and do things like, and also i'm if you didn't know already i'm a little bit of an alpha personality but i really have done like a lot of like self reflection and trying to like fall into that beta personality too like a balance of both and i really like moving forward i want somebody who maybe lets me be that alpha but also can say here's the plans this is what we're doing and the same in the bedroom like this is what we're doing and is almost aggressive in that way. Because I think women who are alphas and aggressive and go-getting women actually want to be a lot more submissive in the bedroom. At least I'm the ones that I've talked to. And I know for me, it's the same thing. And uh, and sexual compatibility is going to be really important moving forward. But I'll be able to get to that point better if he's like, here's the plans. I want to see you. When can we see each other? That is such a turn on. And making me laugh. Uh, If you can make me laugh dang where's the bed okay like really laugh like not just like nervous laughing like somebody who's actually funny oh uh, yeah
0: i think jessica you give so many layups for a guy to be able to make you laugh i think that you just got Dude. that natural capacity oh yeah oh yeah yeah so um who knows maybe he's listening to the show and he's like man where is this one so i'm, I'm gonna put my fish down and i'm gonna go find her.
1: <laughs> yes get off the boat bro get off the boat where's okay that?
0: So that's your turn on. You want someone who, who takes control a little bit and who has the, the confidence to, to just say what he wants and, and communicate and, and stay in touch with you also. I think that's, uh, that's important. Let's talk about some things that are like a major turnoff. What are the things that it could be some things that you've experienced or just like definite no-goes, but it sounds as you're new in the dating world, you're getting shocked quite a bit by, by what's out there now.
1: I do know that I don't want somebody that was like than I've been with. Like the things in him that I always thought would change or with maturity, I don't want somebody who's emotionally unavailable. I can tell that I think from the first few conversations. If you like me, tell me you like me. Don't skirt around the issue. If I'm turning, if I'm turning you on and you want to know more, tell me that. Um, somebody who doesn't really say what they feel when they feel it, I- not somebody I really want to mess around with how they treat other people like weight staff or how they are in public is a huge turnoff. I'm not really like very, what's the word? I'm more forgiving in terms of looks and body type, but I will say as somebody who is clean cut for me, this whole new like Long scruffy beard movement is just vomit. I can't get out of here. Trim it up. You don't want a woman to have a beard down there. Don't have a beard on your face. It's disgusting. Get out of here. I don't mind the scruff. Like the scruff is great, but you like trim your neck. Don't have hairs coming out your nose that I don't know if they're beard or nose hairs. It's (laughs) terrible. This is why I can't date Noah. I just. A, too I, much. Hey, a
0: lot of that's like the post-quarantine. People are still in lockdown. They forgot the number to the barber. They haven't had a there chance. There is an Amazon. <laughs> Order
1: a trimmer. Gross. You yeah. think that we... I, I certainly didn't let myself overgrow. I couldn't go to the waxer, but I wasn't letting things get unruly. We are not cave women.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Put your
1: fish down and get a trimmer.
0: All right. So I want to I shift gears and talk a little bit about just communication in general. Right. Yeah. I think that's something that you were talking about having solid communication and emotional availability in your last relationship. Do you have a story of a time that maybe there was communication and, and like when things were working and maybe there was a time that you had some troubles and you worked them through? Um, With my worked? Ex? Yeah.
1: No, honestly, no. When he left, he would always just shut down and defer to me, which I always thought was him understanding how I felt and agreeing with me. And I learned now that that wasn't the case. He just didn't want to say how he felt, or he didn't know how to communicate how Mm -hmm. he felt. And so when he left, what I said to him was, I feel like we're just roommates. And I was joking and it really pissed him off. And I didn't realize how mad he actually was. And it was the first time he didn't sleep in the same bed as me. He went and slept on the couch and I just thought, whatever. Fast forward to two days late. He gave me silent treatment. I feel like if a man gives a woman silent treatment, get out. There's no reason for that. There's silent treatment. There's no reason for silent treatment at all. No reason. Communicate. Even mm-hmm. if it's ugly, even if you're yelling, even if you're saying things the other person doesn't want to hear, we're mature enough and we. I thought we loved each other enough to work through the shit. But he ignored me. And then Monday morning, he, I said, can we please talk? Like, can we please have a conversation? He said he couldn't. He had to go to work, got dressed for work, drove to his mother's house and texted me that he wanted to be separated. And that mm-hmm. was after 17 years. And the first time he ever put his foot down, you're going to use the word separation within 24 hours, say divorce. There was no, I said, can we please work on it? Let's go. What do you have to lose by going to a counselor? If your mind is already made up about this marriage, but mine isn't. What are you going to lose by going to a therapist? What are you going to lose by a conversation? Nothing, nothing. If anything, we'll come to the same conclusion that both of us don't want to be married. He refused to go, refused. Mm. And in hindsight, I was trying to make a square peg fit in a round hole and I think he was too. And uh, actually, nothing was going in any holes. But we've already covered that shit. But um,
0: Beth, it's it's great that you're able to take this this situation and look back at it with this level of acceptance and yeah. and humor. It's yeah, so new incredible. lenses.
1: Oh, I can't. Yeah. I will say the grief is crazy. Honestly, it took me. It, well, it didn't take me that long. We separated in June, and it's what September. But there are little steps along the way that are like. When you get the divorce papers and you see them, Mm -hmm. when you have to respond to the divorce papers, thinking about splitting up your children. But then, this is a dating show. The the thing about that for women that are recently divorced is that if you have a guy that wants to be involved in the children's lives, freaking let him. Because then you can go do things that make you feel alive. You could go date. Right. You could spend time with yourself. I'm not really good spending time with myself, but I'm trying. Trying.
0: Yeah, and I, it, it, I think there's something to be said about this—the elephant in the room—and not being able to address it, almost yeah. to the point that literally he wanted to express that for so long, and he was afraid. And maybe if it's all right, we can just touch briefly on this topic of of knowing when something is expired or when something isn't quite working out, how do you go about bringing it up now that you've had the opportunity to know how much more struggle it is to drag things along versus expressing it when you feel it and letting it out? What what advice would you have for someone that's going through the same situation? Like maybe they're trying to make this thing work. They're trying to put that square peg in the round hole and the signs are all pointing to this isn't quite healthy how do they go about starting that process of saying look it's okay to, to voice our frustrations it's okay to it's okay to just say that you know what I'm not in this I'm ready for something different what advice would you have for someone like that
1: Honestly I've always been the person that has voiced things like right when something comes up I'm like oh this doesn't feel right let's fix it um, and I think that's part of like my creative energy like I've always been a creative creative person in my work life. And he's very mathematical. And if there was a strong amount of love there, and if he was willing to communicate because he still wanted that love, there is nothing for me, there is nothing irreparable in a marriage, unless for some reason, like I was all of a sudden a lesbian or he was all of a sudden gay. I literally can't give you what you need, but everything else we've been at this a long time. Let's, work through it, and then decide together if it's not something that we can work through. I think the advice is that for me, it's always been the best practice to sit down and say, this situation doesn't feel right. Look the person in the eye and connect with that person and say, this doesn't feel right. This is how this makes me feel. That might not have been your intention, but I love you and I honor you and I want to be here for you. And um, a physical connection, and eye connection is important. And I think when you're with somebody who won't return those things, it's you're not even meeting on the same wavelength as it is. And then translating that into dating. If you're looking me in the eye while we're talking to each other and you're here for me and you listen to me while I'm speaking... And I'm doing the same for you. Then at least we're starting on the same like platform, and that's like a red flag. If you're not going to look me in the eye and you're not going to be here with me, present with me, whether we're on the phone or in person, like we've got a and move on. I'm a little bit too past all of the emotional mind games. But you, if your partner doesn't want to do that, then there's nothing really that you can do.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think you can voice it and you say, "Look, like there's I don't I'm not going to hurt you. Why don't we? There's nothing to fear." open it up and let's have yeah. that conversation. And and if they can't meet you in the middle, then exactly, you just say, I'm and all I, right.
1: I honestly think that's where we led to the sexual incompatibility because right. I am literally like this wide open, heart open, take you in, give you my body, give you my heart kind of person, um, especially when I really love you and care about you. And he was always very closed off, but not as bad as he is now. Mm-hmm. Like now he is very like, and honestly, he's only ever slept with me. So mm. I feel like he needs to go. Go explore the world a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Explore it all, okay? Yeah. Just explore it all. <laughs> let's here. talk
0: about some new experiences for you. Just as we're wrapping up here, last question. If you had a magic wand, but let's think about the positive horizon, right? The next chapter. So if you had a magic wand and you could have the, like, the best celebratory moment for celebrating your new life, what kind of date would you be having?
1: A giant orgasm. No, no. no! I think a perfect date would be somebody who actually like touched me while I was talking. For me, the love languages, I'm, I'm words of affirmation and acts of service, but I need you to tell me that I look nice. I need you to, the guy that is semi goes to me while he talks to me, he plays with my hair and I'm just like, oh, this is such a turn on. But I think it's just because it makes him comfortable. So if he was emotionally available and actually calling me back, the world would be over. That would be it. I just think perfect date would be somebody that is physically present, gives a shit about what I have to say, puts their hands on me, not in a... Sexual way, necessarily, but in a connecting kind of way physically and and mentally, and then at that point, i don't really care what they look like honestly, I don't because I'm looking more for my soon to be ex husband is a hot man he's he is a gorgeous man, but looks don't mean anything if you if you can't connect with the person you're, we're shooting mm. we're shooting those fish in the barrel, okay, the fish yeah. in the picture yeah,
0: there you go, guys that's advice for everyone, right like you, you can change your behavior. So y- there's no reason why you can't get out there and make some killer connections. So just start to think about what the other person's looking for and you're off to the races.
1: Yeah, be available uh, maybe, and open your heart up. See what happens.
0: That's right. Maybe you can send this episode to, to Mr. Ghost. and uh,
1: Maybe by the time it airs, Mr. Ghost will be Mr. Ghosted. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Jessica, it's been, a, it's been a blast having you on the show. Thank you so much for, for sharing you so much. your story. It
1: was very fun.
0: Yeah. All right.
1: Take care. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Dirt on Dating Show. We hope you enjoyed the ride. Stay safe. Talk dirty. And we'll see you here tomorrow for another wild dating adventure.